And now it's time for Madison's Mad Facts with your host, Madison Standish. It's Madison. Welcome to another Madison on the Air bonus feature of Madison's Mad Facts, where we look at the way things were in real life back during these old-timey radio shows. It's May and the anniversary of the birthday of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, so I got to hang out with the great detective Sherlock Holmes again. There's going to be episode spoilers, gang. Go listen to our adaption of The Accidental Murderess first. Got it? Okay. In our episode, Sherlock mentions the lady Alice Markham having bought arsenic for her makeup, which Sherlock attributed to the poisoning death of her first husband, which was totes wrong and she was totes innocent and I digress. But OMG, arsenic in makeup? Yup, it was a thing. So you all know I used to have a makeup blog, right? I figured for this Madison's Mad Facts, we touch on a brief history of dangerous cosmetics and beauty fads. With us to talk about being drop-dead gorgeous is the voice of our Alice Markham, Lara Christine Elliott. Hey, Lara. Sup? Well, hello again, Madison. I'm so delighted to be back, especially to chat about a topic that I happen to have a great passion for. Ditto, obs. (laughs) Well, it's no secret that women throughout history have gone to extremes to satisfy society's unnatural notions of what is beautiful. Some trends come and go quickly and are maybe laughable or silly, but there is a long history of beauty fads that were actually deadly. We can go all the way back to ancient Egypt and what we associate with Cleopatra, the thick cat eye black eyeliner. Lara, why was that dangerous? Well, as we'll see with a great many of the beauty trends of the past, it's the ingredients that are the killers. As for the ancient Egyptians and their eyeliner, they used the green ore of copper, lead sulfite, and lead-based coal to create that smoky look they're so famous for. Every one of those ingredients are very dangerous when absorbed into the skin, especially the sensitive skin around the eyes. Lead is a big one we hear about throughout the ages, huh? Considering that lead paint was only banned in the U.S. as recently as 1978, I believe, There has been a great many products over the centuries which utilized lead, much to the ignorance of the consumers. Why did they use so much lead? It was like freaking everywhere. Well, lead was basically the plastic of the ancient world. It was easy to melt down, easy to shape, and it seemed to be a miracle substance. Women of ancient Rome and Greece added white lead to their makeup to give their skin an unnaturally pale look. They'd use white lead and vinegar as an early type of skin peel. Likewise, Great Britain's Queen Elizabeth I also promoted this kind of makeup. But for Elizabeth, she used it to cover up her smallpox scars. Ladies of the day all wanted to emulate the Queen's look, and they clamored to acquire the lead-based makeup. Side effects of this constant lead exposure is a naturally gray hair, dry skin, abdominal pain, and probably constipation. Sometimes the skin would often rot away, leaving scars, and that led to infection. And that's just for those that survived. Lead poisoning can attack the brain, nervous system, reproductive system. It can cause muscle pain, kidney failure, blindness. Uh, Let's just say it's an excruciating way to slowly die, and one that could have easily been avoided if it weren't for the beauty demands of the day. 
unnaturally porcelain white skin has been a trend for, like, centuries. Well, absolutely. Many women of the upper classes, who were usually the only ones who could afford the makeup in the first place, well, they sought the whitest skin possible to show that they were women of leisure, that they didn't have to work outside on a farm or do other kinds of demanding labor, which often led to sun exposure and tanned skin. In the 6th century, women even drained their blood so that they would appear pale. Ooh, that'd be neat. Hire vampires for your beauty regiment. <laughs> yeah, vampires might have been more skilled than these women, at least in knowing just how much drained blood is too much. Eee, yikes. Now that brings us to the arsenic in our episode. Sherlock says he believes the arsenic your character Alice had purchased for her makeup was actually purchased with the intent of poisoning her husband. But no, she really bought it for her makeup. She sure did. The Victorian era was fraught with dangerous ingredients in not only the women's makeup, but also their lotions, their soaps and powders. And like lead, arsenic also gave women looking for a pale complexion that sickly white appearance. They were even given arsenic wafers that the women would eat to help their skin, you know, and it was advertised as harmless and the best way to remove blemishes and restore youthful glow. The fact that back then they knew arsenic was used as a poison to murder someone and are still like, hey, it's harmless, eat it and look pretty. Gah! Well, even today, women choose a little pain and suffering if the end result gives them that perceived beauty they seek. Truth. And, of course, the flip side of the porcelain white skin trend came about in more modern fashion with icon Coco Chanel. She sported a sun-kissed tan that, by the 1960s, got women soaking up rays to go as dark as possible. And, of course, that led to a huge industry of sun lotions to promote tanning, artificial spray tans, and tanning salons, which, of course also created a generation of women and men with skin cancer, some cases severe enough to prematurely end their lives. Let's just face it, people always want what they don't have. Very true. Well, now back to the Victorian era. Another trend was to have dewy eyes. They wanted their eyes to appear wet with dilated pupils, so they added drops of belladonna directly into their eyes. Now, belladonna is a nightshade plant that is highly toxic if consumed. Many women went blind to get that appearance. Jeez! Oh, it gets better. At the turn of the 20th century, radium was discovered. Now, we all know it today as a dangerous chemical that when a person is exposed to it, radium can cause radiation sickness, and that leads to a variety of ailments, and in some severe cases, cancer and death. But when it was first discovered, radium became the must-have miracle, and it was used in countless products. In the early 1930s, many cosmetic companies boasted the new scientific beauty product, claiming it would improve circulation, uh, firm muscle tissue, reduce fat, and smooth wrinkles. Thankfully, they had very low levels of radium, and in general didn't cause any serious effects to their users. It was the products that were ingested, like energy drinks or toothpaste, for a glowing smile that proved deadly. Ew, glowing smile? Ugh. Okay, now tell us about mercury, aluminum, and copper. 
Although we talked a little bit about copper in ancient Egypt. Ah, yes. Well, as we've been discussing, there have been a lot of toxic metals that were utilized by the cosmetic industry all the way into the 20th century. A famous example of this toxic makeup happened in Hollywood during the shooting of the epic film The Wizard of Oz. Now, remember, in 1939, color film was a new phenomenon in movies. In order to bring the colorful L. Frank Baum novel to the screen, vividly colorful makeup was needed. The actor Buddy Epson, who would later be remembered for playing Chet Clampett in The Beverly Hillbillies, was the original actor cast as the Tin Man. Unfortunately, to get the silver look, the Tin Man's makeup was pure aluminum dust. Nine days into the shooting, Buddy Epson had to be hospitalized, requiring an oxygen tent to survive. Now, his replacement, Jack Haley, well, he fared a little bit better, but he did develop an eye infection that had to be medically treated. And although Margaret Hamilton, who played the Wicked Witch of the West, did make it to the end of the shoot, her green makeup, which was copper-based and extremely toxic, gave her severe burns. The makeup crew had to remove her makeup for her so that it wouldn't seep into her wounds. She was also unable to eat while she wore it, so she survived every single shoot day by only drinking fluids through a straw. There's no place like Hollywood. Well, certainly history is littered with stories of beauty, style, and fashion that were detrimental to women's bodies. For example... Women removed ribs to have unnaturally narrow waistlines, or they wore corsets that were pulled so tightly that they caused lack of oxygen and deformed their torsos, and sometimes, in some cases, even rendered the women barren. Chinese women of upper class were known to practice foot binding, which involved breaking the foot bones and reshaping their feet to be only three inches long. Every step their entire lives was pure agony, all for beauty. This practice, it might surprise you, was still continued through the 19th century all the way up to the early 20th century. Powdered wigs were another hazard. They were made with animal lard that caused rats to chew on the women's scalps and faces as they slept. And bonus! Not only did this spread disease, but the wigs were also known in some cases to actually explode. And on the subject of fire, hoop skirts would not only cause women to fall and succumb to their injuries, but the crinolines were extremely flammable, so women would literally burn to death in their own dresses. The list goes on and on from ancient times all the way through to modern day. So I guess the moral of the story is there will always be women desperate for beauty who will sacrifice comfort, safety, and in some cases their very lives just to be considered beautiful. Well, Lara, you just stay being the beautiful woman you already are, okay? <laughs> Thanks, love. Well, they say beauty is in the eye of the beholder and I'm just waiting for the world to go blind. But until then... I'm going to still love being a makeup tart extraordinaire. Well, a little effort for beauty is not a bad thing. <laughs> Thanks so much, Lara. And thank you guys for listening to our little bonus feature of Madison's Mad Facts. And get ready for new episodes of Madison on the Air to premiere the first of every month. Bye!